Blog Talk Radio. want to be a part of the program, you should know the number. It's 347-308-8073. Or you can press the uh, Talk Now button, the microphone, on the show page, and we'll get you right on to talk about what's going on. Okay? Uh, We will start off tonight's show by... um, <clears throat> by talking about President Hussein's speech in Oslo, Norway. Ah, he's so such a great guy, isn't he? So he goes off to accept the Nobel Peace Prize, which, um, by the way, he doesn't deserve, um, because, well, what has he done to deserve a Nobel Peace Prize? Nothing. He has done absolutely nothing. And um, yet he gets this award, which he's not deserving of, which he is not worthy of. And so first people were praising him for some things he was saying and and whatnot. Uh, And then, of course, he has to throw in, uh, and of course, uh, uh, I uh, condemn... uh, Contempt torture? Uh, isn't torture? Well, <clears throat> now basically calling enhanced interrogation torture. Just another leftist mind game. The same thing they always do. Because they don't want to talk about the truth. They don't want to be honest. And that's just sadly the way they are. Um... You know, and we have to listen to this guy, and he's supposed to represent the United States. Wow, it is so embarrassing. I'm going around there and saying all these ridiculous things. You know, and and we we have to put up with this. Um, It's like if you don't have some respect for this man, which he doesn't deserve it, or if you don't say, well, you know what, uh, even if we disagree with him a little bit, he's still our president, we're behind him 100%. And we, he's a great guy, we love him. Um, 
then of course you get villainized. Despite the fact that whenever he goes to speak, allegedly on behalf of the United States, what happens? Well, it's quite simple what happens. He embarrasses us once again. He makes a mockery out of the entire country. He makes a mockery out of what it's supposed to stand for. And you know, just 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 watching that, I didn't really see his stupid speech, but just seeing him standing up on that podium, and even though the the Nobel Peace Prize is kind of a a farce anyway, but the fact that he would go up there and accept this. As if people revere him, these people revere him. He doesn't deserve this. He doesn't. And yet, we're supposed to just pretend to talk and play along and play along with this game that the left tries to make us play. You know, I was. <clears throat> Some people call this a little bit extreme, but when we look at all the damage that this man is doing to our country, I think we're running low on options, and we're getting to the point where we're going to have to say, what sort of measures are we willing to take to make sure the country survives? How far are we willing to go? Are we simply going to give up and and say, oh, well, he's got his three more years. He can do whatever he wants. We're not going to try to stop him. We're just going to let it go. Let it all happen. Are we going to say that? Are we going to do something? You know, it's it's sad that the victors write the history books because I think our country's been on a very dark path for quite some time. Um, in the sense that in the sense that um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. That's what happens when you're when you're writing fifteen to twenty page papers all day, uh, which I still have most to do. My apologies for my uh, brain not being at hundred percent today. Which uh, you, you know what though, you don't have to be at hundred percent to take on the left. You can be at like point one percent, and you'll still have brain. So just just for the record. Anyway, so <clears throat> I used to, you know, you can look at this this both ways, but. Let's go back to the Civil War. The North was right, the South was right on different things. But yet, the North wrote the history books and gets to villainize the South. 
in the sense that if you display a Confederate flag, you, um, well, you're a racist. And anyone who thinks that there was somehow, there was somehow something, another cause behind it, something greater about it. And it's not simply about slavery or, or whatnot. Well, you're a racist. Same as now. If you oppose Barack Hussein Obama, you are a racist. Or you are against the so the so called change. And this you know, this hope that you know, we need hope and uh, we need change. Um in the sense that my point being maybe our country would have been better off had the outcome been different. Because look at what happened then. It set the tone for every single event leading up to this day. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm reading the chat before. I hate to interrupt myself again, but I get... <laughs> um, this self-proclaimed socialist says, is this an old show from two months ago? Yes, there is an old show from two months ago, which I am referring to the comment you made 20 seconds ago, and which is live. Okay. Does that say dead horse thing muted again? Uh, anyway. Um, let me see. Okay. I, you have to admit there are those people that are, they are, can fully understand Obama's view due to the fact they have recently. Um, <clears throat> there are maybe some, but, I, I you know, I don't like to look at it from a racial aspect, but the fact is <clears throat> there is far more black-on-white racism than the other way around. Why did 95% of blacks vote for Obama? Well, sure, 88 to 90% would have voted for him because he was a Democrat, whether he was half black or not, but he's got that 95% because he's black. It's a race issue. You ask most of those people any policy issues about they don't know. They don't know anything. These people are ignorant. They're uneducated. They're not t intelligent. Um, <clears throat> you know, I actually would have preferred a solution that even Lincoln had and many sensible people had back uh, in the mid-1800s where, um, you know, slavery is wrong, but at the same time, can we really coexist and have a successful country? Perhaps we should have recolonized them in Africa. You know, I mean, they were brought they were brought here against their will. It seems like the <clears throat> sensible, moral thing to do. Because look at all the problems, and of course, people will try and call this racist, which it's not. Look at all the problems we have had in our society since then. Massive crime, a huge disproportionate percentage of that caused by that group. Welfare dragging on the system, <clears throat> causing other people money. This black on white hate racism, this affirmative action racism we have in our society. What's the point of saying we can all coexist when it's at the expense of one group for the benefit of another? 
How is that fair? How is that just? Um, <clears throat> the blacks outnumber white people six to one. There's no reason the result would not have worked, correct? Uh, that's not true. If you mean in the South, in the, in the South there was, I, I'd have to check the figures to be sure. Um, the ones I have always seen were, in, at the time of like the Civil War, it's, it was uh, about 22 million people in the North, 9 million in the South, roughly a 70, I mean, the North can, meaning including the border states too. So I mean, some of those could be argued as being Southern, but you know, the Union versus the, the Confederacy. Um, a 71-29% population split. But during slavery, no, there were always more whites. But um, in terms of slaves, I would imagine, if you did the math, probably about three whites to every one slave overall. I mean, sir, there were some states where it was closer percentage and there was roughly about the same. But it, it really depended. No, there was always more whites. That's why, to this day, um, right now there's, 75% white in the country, and about 12, 12.5% black. So there's right now there's about six times as many whites. But um, just going back to just going back to that, then um, you know Lincoln wanted to send them back on on, on luxury liners, not cruelty at all, and. You know, that's their native homeland. That's where they came from, and they were forced to come there, which was certainly a mistake. So to me, that would have seemed like the fair solution. And yes, sure, some went back voluntarily to uh, found uh, Liberia and whatnot, but most didn't. And, you know, but think about the... And, and sure, it, it, you built one of the most prosperous societies regardless, but there's been a huge drag on it because of that. And if it wasn't for that, would things be much better off than they are now? I would argue that there, there, there would be. Um, but yet we can't say these things. Because if you do, they throw the race card at you. They, you know, they throw... Um, but it's just a fact. It is just a fact. <clears throat> okay, here's a good quote right here um, that uh, Lord Pariah just posted in the chat uh, by Lincoln where he said, free them and make them politically and socially our equals. My own feelings will not admit of this, and if mine would, we well know that those of the great mass of white people will not. Yeah. Uh, and the fact is, though, and, and I'm not saying all, because there are some intelligent, important blacks in society, but by and large, by and large, uh, their IQs are considerably lower. Um, the, the crime rates are much higher. They're much more of a drag on the system. Compa if, if you're taking a lot more than you're actually contributing to society, and that's a serious problem, you know. And then people are like, oh, "You can't say these things." I'm like, what am I going to do? Lose like two votes? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> but you know, um, it's just the fact that we are taught to look at these things from a one-sided perspective, 
and probably be, you know because and I'm tracing it back to the, the North one, the Civil War, because that set the tone for the whole country. It accept our view of everything or else. Because we get to decide what America will become. We get to decide the direction. And that's what ultimately happened. Slavery would have ended anyway. Let it take it a couple, you know, another decade or so, but it would have ended. And... You know, four or five generations later, we would be separate and things would have been for the better. Um, the argument can be made that African American society is so cruel to them. Well, you could make that argument, but I don't think it holds any water that they commit crime because society is cruel to them. I mean, you know, and then you could, and then people say, uh, well, you know, they haven't enough time to catch up yet. Well, okay, um, Irish immigrants arrived. What? 50s. That wasn't much before blacks were free. They didn't have anything when they came here, and you know, there's been an Irish president. Um, you know, uh, other groups came later. Eastern Europeans, Southern Europeans came early. You know, turn of the century. They're not committing these crimes in mass. And then, you know, then you could say, oh well, they weren't uh, slaves. Well, okay, but northern, you know, all these. German and Irish immigrants and whatnot who in the 19th century were working on railroads and canals, their treatment was arguably worse than slaves. So that's really not a, a legit argument because, well, there are racial differences. And it does not have to do with the origin. People get uncomfortable when you mention that, but it's just a fact. It's not an opinion because the situations were similar and the results were vastly different. Um, so this is certainly a problem. Um, but alas, we should look at these matters with more openness. We should not say, you know what, we're taught this one view, it is shoved down our throats. We need to accept it. Or, or else. Because this is wrong, that's tyranny. Anyway, um, 347-308-8073, or press the Talk Now button if you want to be on the show. Um, have I heard about Palin and global warming? Yeah, okay. I, I, I do. I did hear about that. Um, well, global warming, we've talked about it in depth the past shows because of the stupid conference that's going on now for the next uh, week or so. Um, it's a scam. It's a hoax. It's not based on any actual science. And anybody with two brain cells could look at the different viewpoints and see that, well, this is crap and this makes sense and this is based on real science. It's only the ideologues, these, these people who have an ulterior agenda or people who are just too blind to, or too ignorant to realize and form a legit independent opinion without having it shut down their throats who feel differently. And... Um, 
the fact is that it just doesn't, you know, look what they're going to try and do there. I don't think they're going to get done what they're trying to get done to ask, but even if they get done some of it to an extent. Because I've said this before, it is just one way for a new world order, a socialist world order, a government nobody's voting for, stealing money, saying they're using it to help with global warming and sending it to other countries. That's all it's about. And now, I want to confront Al Gore. I've never, I have not seen a video of somebody confronting him on this. So I want to say to him, you know, you, you say you believe in this global warming thing, but um, you go off and you fly around in private jets, so you're emitting who knows how much carbon. Uh, your house um, emits 20 times the amount of the average uh, house does. And that's only his main mansion in Tennessee. He has, how many of you have? He has four or five other houses. Um, look at it this way. Whatever you're wrong, we lose your economic effect. Well, we're not wrong. Okay, no, 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 okay. By cutting down on emissions, that's happening anyway because as technology develops, fossil fuels become obsolete and more renewable sources of use. So it's being naturally cut down anyway, but by forcing people to do it, by forcing them to do it, that is tyranny and with insufficient evidence and evidence to the contrary. So it's being cut down regardless even though it's not true, even if it was true, well, the process is occurring naturally because of industry, not because of politicians and bureaucrats forcing countries and people and companies to do it. And that is the important, important points. Um, and we need to remember that. Excuse me. But um, Obama's plan to be totally independent on alternative fuels in 10 years. Uh, yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't think any plan he's ever come up with has or will ever succeed. The guy has not accomplished a single thing in a year. That's sad. He has a Congress to do it, but he's just so inept. And. just said. But you know three four seven three zero eight uh eight zero seven three or press the talk now button if you want to be on the show. Uh, well uh, okay. People said about JFK's plan to be on the moon. Yeah it wasn't no it wasn't the moon within the decade, yeah. But um that's not the same thing. And we can be partially dependent on alternative fuels in 10 years, but what we, what we need to do in the meantime is get off foreign oil, draw our own oil, and gradually move towards using alternative renewable sources of energy. But it has to be a good source because some of them like wind wind farming, I mean, it, it's, it's really inefficient and it's pretty bad. So you would need a more efficient way to do it. Or uh, solar energy, well, okay, if it's cloudy and rainy out, you're not getting any energy. So it really depends on what sort 
uh, of power you can harness. So it needs to be a gradual process. But um, these alarmists who go out there and um, say, no, like I remember, this was laughable. It was like, I think it was about a year ago, and Prince Charles said something, and uh, Prince Charles being a brilliant, uh, well-respected environmental scientist that he is, said that we have a year and a half to reverse climate change or it'll be undoable. Who is he to say these things? What does he know about it? Nothing. He knows nothing about it. And these people go out there and they try and preach and they try and act like they're so knowledgeable on the subject. And they, you know, their word is, is truth. Oh, it's complete and utter rubbish. Complete and utter rubbish. But, um, Yet, once again, another issue where the left says, accept our view or else. Because how dare you deny this is occurring? How dare you? And if you do deny it, if you dare deny it, And what happens? You are no better than a Holocaust denier. And shame on you for it. Because <clears throat> that just makes you pure evil. And, um, <coughs> anyway, um, 347-308-8073, or press the talk button, the microphone on the show page if you want to be on the show. Okay. I want to shift gears here uh, fairly dramatically just because it's what I have to finish writing my paper on in a half an hour <laughs> um, on the subject of abortion. And we're going to shift and connect it in, in this way. People try and say that the, this climate issue is the the defining issue of our time. The defining issues of our time are the issue of Islamic jihadism, the national security issue, as well as the life issue. I think both are equal. They're equal. Um, we simply cannot have a civilized society where some people are deemed worthy to live and others aren't. What kind of a just society is that? And there are people who say, you know, I, I personally am against abortion. I think it's wrong, but I couldn't tell someone not to have it. Well, if you think it's wrong, if it's taking a life, then that's murder.
and if something is murder, then why? Why must we excuse me? Why must we allow it? Why do we simply let this exist in our society? What we should do is rid ourselves of this. We're so worried about this fake climate issue, and yet we're allowing a Holocaust to occur, a real Holocaust to occur. Um, and two, this is a excuse me. This is simply a crime. It is a crime against humanity. You look at any, you look at all the scientific evidence. And it's clear that um Is and And there are those who die. Then shameful. Anyway. Uh, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Or press the talk button if you want to be on the show. I was looking at an election that <clears throat> occurred today. Apparently, there was a a presidential election in Romania and one in Namibia, but I don't really care about that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, in Romania, there's if the incumbent won again, and um, no, this, this this is weird. I don't I don't understand this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he just had to be or whatever. But before '89, this guy was in the Communist Party, but he's Eastern Orthodox, and his party now is uh, center right apparently. But uh, he said that he only joined it to promote his career in the Merchant Marine. <laughs> um, I don't know, weird, but I guess then back then if you wanted to do anything you would have to you would have to join a party like that. Um that sounded interesting, but the socialists lost, fortunately, because socialism is is just such an epic fail. I mean it really, really is. People who defend them defend defend this are frankly, uh, incomprehensible. How anyone could justify such a system after living under communist oppression for half a century. But, uh, ooh, excuse me. You'll have to excuse me. I, I've been totally shot the past day, so I'm not my usual self. As I'm sure you can tell. Um... <laughs> Uh, by the way, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three, or press the talk now button if you want to be on the program. So, 
another issue related to this. There's um, I've been, you know, pondering the subject lately. I heard red, <laughs> I heard red baiting out of voice before I change subjects. I heard red baiting. I got here as fast as I could as everyone. <laughs> oh, yes, red baiting, of course, uh, because there's nothing wrong with socialism or communism. You know, communism has only killed 100 million people. Why not give it another chance? Please. Please, has it not... Oh, well, it's never been tried properly. Okay, well, if it hasn't been tried properly, chances are it's not possible to try it properly. So let's just not go there instead. What it does is destroy the individuality. It promotes collectivism. It promotes the fact that the collective is so important that the individual is a matter. And you should do whatever you have to do to serve the state. Because your lot in life is to serve the state and that's it. That is the pinnacle of what you should strive for and what you should achieve. That is what it is. And another, another <clears throat> that brings up another historical point, the fact that in the, if you go back in history, um, you go back in history and we see that when uh, the great hero senator Joe McCarthy was adding some of these communist sympathizers, he gets demonized by history. Well, if people are working as potentially Soviet agents and are sympathetic to a sinister evil empire, we can, we, you know, we don't well better know who these people are, and we better out them, and we better go after them. And that's not a witch hunt. That's patriotism. That's exposing people who are a danger to freedom and who are a danger to liberty. He was an alcoholic. Well, many great men in history are alcoholics. You'll have to throw a lot to the wolves if you're going to point out every price. Um, that is true. It's true. There, are, there are a few good ideas about socialism, but the philosophy itself is a failure. I, I'm not a huge fan of capitalism either, but it's significantly less evil than socialism. So we should keep striving to have the least evil system of economics as possible. So to say that a system where the state knows what's best for you is not a good thing. The state should do what it used to do, focus on trying to preserve a moral culture and protecting the country. Instead of trying to control economic affairs like it does now, it has shifted away from a good sort of focus to a negative, oppressive, tyrannical sort. And it's just a, this is systematic of the decline of our society in the past few decades. Moving more towards socialism. And as we do that, more towards secularism, to appeasement. This is all part of a systematic pattern. Now, those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And yet we don't learn from history. So what happens? We're doomed to repeat it. 
Uh, this is ironic. A socialist says, I don't want the state to control anything, especially this state. Well, then why are you a socialist? That makes no sense. Um, clearly, very clearly, the fact is that, well, This is the case. It's the case that these people, yes, these people, will do whatever they have to to push their ideology. And now they're in power. In the U.S. of all places, which is supposed to be a beacon of liberty, but has slowly eroded it to a rotting cesspool which is to not change soon, it will stay there and it will keep sinking in that pool. And there are various ways which this is done. Yeah. And um, it's just a shame. Uh, anyway, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Or press the talk now button if you want to hear the program. Okay, so I'm still opposed to the very idea of a state of time. A state is not, uh, no, that's not true. A state is necessary. It's an evil, but it's necessary. But here, but here's what a state should do. It should provide for defense, essential basic services. And it should provide a you know, sense of moral direction, culture in the country. That's it. If it goes beyond that, if it goes beyond those basic fundamentals for a successful nation, it is being oppressive and tyrannical. And that is what we have developed into. It might be worse than some other countries, but we are getting to that point in this country. And we are no more than five, ten years away from reaching that same pinnacle that other nations have reached. And if we don't stop it, if we don't reverse it, if we don't Take action. If we don't stand up and say no more, how are we going to be able to do it? How is that going to happen? But, but, this is the third. Oh, I see. so there should be a nation and no states. That makes no sense. There are regional differences. Somebody in Maine does not have that much in common with somebody in Georgia, someone in Texas, and someone in Washington. There are huge regional differences. That's why you need different levels of states and different authority invested in different um, areas of jurisdiction. You can't have a vast nation with just a federal government to run everything. That is not unworkable. That's why you need multiple levels and multiple dimensions of government function. 
that's a very bizarre argument. And then there's people who think there should be no states at all. Which anarchy is... <laughs> if you're an anarchist, you're pretty much insane. You cannot be sane and be an anarchist. That much is true. And... Uh, Three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three, or you can call the studio or you can press the talk now button if you want to be on the program. The problem is if humans govern in small groups, there's no there's much slowing slowing in progress. That's why when you say communism works, well, communism only works in small groups. If you take it beyond you know, a few hundred people, it's not going to work. So that's one way to make that particular philosophy work, but that's about it. Um, and that's just pretty much the case. Okay. <sighs> anyway. Let's see, let's see what else is going on that we can discuss in the remaining time. Um, I don't know if it's feasible to do shows for the next, uh, what, five? All right, I might do them for the next five. Yeah, I might do it for the next five. But, um, Sorry, I'm having trouble talking. Uh, we should work with other nations, but if we sell out our sovereignty, that's not a good thing. <clears throat> there should be a sense of national identity, and there should be a sense of world unity, but in the sense that you preserve national sovereignty and you don't sacrifice it. To say, sacrificing it to this one world order is more important than my state and my national identity. That's wrong. I don't think people want to live in small communes. So uh, you're living in a communist fantasy land. <laughs> Maybe you should get people on um, <laughs> Maybe maybe you should get people on those uh uh what are those called? Those what are those commie farms called again? Communal farms or something? I don't even know. Nah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what else is cooking? Um, uh, sorry, I really, I really am having trouble thinking tonight. It's, it's not, it's not <laughs> the usual. Um, all pepped up me. Um, well, this is interesting. Angelina Jolie calls, uh, criticizes Obama on his action on, on Sudan. Well, <clears throat> she could donate more than her and Brad's money to it. That's another thing. These leftist elitists who like tell you to donate to things and they'll donate some but not as much as they could. Like, why don't you donate 90% of your income and then you could ask for people to donate. 
So if you're donating less than that, then you clearly don't care that much because you're not donating as much as you possibly could. So um, so this is um, just kind of lame. So anyway, let's see. All right. Well, I think I'm going to wrap things up a little early tonight because I I am I am totally sh I'm totally out of it. But uh, thanks for listening tonight, everyone. Um, so we will be back tomorrow at the same time should be fun. You'll want to listen in. And tomorrow my paper will be done and I will be in a somewhat better mood. So I'll be able to concentrate more. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, for now, this is A.J. Bruno for the A.J. Bruno Show. We're signing out about 15 minutes early tonight. We will be back tomorrow. So long. Yes, so long. And uh, you'll want to <laughs> I want to tune in here and okay oh all right I'll mention the e-church okay before we'll get I'll mention the e-church <laughs> so <laughs> I ha we have started a uh, an e-Vatican and an e-church you'll want to join we already have uh, I believe around 150 members in the course of two days uh, we have cardinals for several dozen places we have close to 60 members in the forum so it's also a good start you'll want to join up if you want a friend of the e-Vatican organization for listening in uh, and be a part of it. <clears throat> the church is led by the uh, His Holiness Pope uh, John Lowell the uh, First. <clears throat> really, quite an inspirational leader. And yes, we do sell indulgences, <laughs> so you'll want to tune in. All right, so that's a little pitch for that. We'll be back tomorrow. So long for now. This is AJ Bruno signing.